The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Get Paid, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy, gambling, and daily fantasy. We are proud partners of Underdog Media. You can also find us on Podcast One. You are listening as usual to Sean and Brad. Brad, what's going on, my friend? What's up, brother? How you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I'm uh, back, you know, because you and me, were both on vacation and everything. I'm kind of back in the grind in terms of uh, exercise and all that stuff. I'm, I have asthma. I don't know if you know that, so I'm just completely out of breath all the time. It's awful. I've decided to give up meat during the week as well, so I'm a vegetarian now during the week. Uh, I don't really miss the meat, but it just, you know, I'm not living my best life food-wise. Let's just say that. Yeah, what are you, what are you eating instead of the meat? Uh, yeah, I'm doing, um, you know, I'm trying to get uh, as many basically acid-cutting um, um, vegetables as I can. So, like, I'm eating, like, a lot of carrots. I'm eating a lot of um, uh, greens, uh, just getting as much as I can there. I've added oats and a little bit of wheat, um, which I, you know, I've given up you know, any kind of wheat for a, a while, but, you know, I need something. I'm just trying to think long-term here and get my heart healthy and all that stuff. So yeah, it's really a lot of that. Apprehension with me, I'm curious. It's not, it, it's not an apprehension. It's just that, like, I'm, um, I'm always just, you know, eating a lot, and I tend to make poor choices when it comes to meat. Like, if I want a meat, I don't cook like, cook like a clean steak. I'm just like, let's go for the burger. Um, yeah, I got- yeah, yeah, so it's like it's like a policing thing. The last thing I want is like a nice grilled chicken. I want a chimichanga that's fried and, and covered with cheese. You know, I, yeah, that. So it's not just it's not meat in general. It's no, just, no. That's why I say like I, I, I only during the week and then the weekend I can still get you know still be a carnivore and I like it. But it, it's really you know the while I was on vacation I just my body wasn't feeling right and I've been feeling that for a while and you I've even talked on this podcast. It's like hey. I gotta lose ten pounds. I gotta lose twenty pounds and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, I know I can do it quickly once I get uh, you know motivated and zeroed in. But because I know that I can do it quickly and and have done that kind of thing before, you know, I'm like a I'm like a like a boxer who's just like gets fat outside of the fights, you know. So I, I need to yeah. I need to make a little bit of a lifestyle change, and that's what I'm trying to do right now. So yeah, you know, as long as you can stick to that weekend warrior mentality, you know, like I, I used to stretch my clean living, clean diet till like Saturday, 6 p.m. Yeah. And then Saturday at six till Monday when I woke up, it was on mm-hmm. and it was anything I wanted in whichever form and it didn't matter. And that worked, man, that worked for me. So whatever system you get, man, just just figure that out and, and ride with it. Yeah, I also, as, as Brad, as you and I have talked about, I also found that um, I started drinking on because um, one of our uh, like uh, my my wife and I we we frequent this uh, Mexican restaurant. We love it. It's like my favorite Mexican food ever, and I love Mexican food. Always have. This is my favorite restaurant ever, and they have um, you know margarita specials, and they have honestly the best margaritas. Their food is great. The margaritas are great, and so they have these specials on Thursday. So a lot of times, you know, my wife and I will just be like, uh, you know, we had a good week. You know, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll do great, and I'm just like, yeah, it's feeling like a margarita night. And so like we we've been doing that for basically a year. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, so like like you said, man, like I used to, you remember when I was back in Florida, I used to do the same thing. I, I would not eat bad until like I would have maybe like um like a salty meal, like a Subway or Jersey Mike's or something like that on a Friday night. 
and then um, you know eat well all day on Saturday, and then basically all day you know Saturday night dinner would it would be you know I'd, I'd stretch it so I'd have a little bit of an indulgent cheat, but not too bad yeah. on Friday night, and then same thing Saturday through, and it works and it does work. It's just I don't ever do it, so I'm trying to get back to that. But yeah, if you're interested in the intermittent fasting game, just oh, yeah. give me a dollar and. Um, let me know. It's literally the easiest thing to lose. Oh, I weight. do it. I yeah, I do it. I do it. All my meals are done by like six p.m. I'm a big big believer in it. Oh, you're done at six p.m. I'm done at six p.m. Man. Mm, then when do you eat again? Like nine a.m. the next day. Like nine a.m. So that would be a fifteen hour fast. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't really start till five p.m. You don't start until five. Yeah, I like to eat all my meals Ooh, at night. Good for you, man. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of just the way it works for me. I like to be done with my day before I start eating. Yep. Done with works, done with workout, done with errands, ready to zone out and watch Family Guy while I stuff my face. Yeah, there you go, man. That's I used to do that game in college, and actually that worked well too. It's just my lifestyle can't really do that. But, you know. Sure. I do what I can. I do what I can. Um, so listen, we're about, gosh, what are we, five minutes into the episode already? Haven't talked a lick of sports. So um, we are going to be talking about AFC South today. We're going to continue our division previews. And um, we will be, um, oh, I am going to also just you know, do the, the weekly book plug here. Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide available on Amazon.com. Free updates, always updated. Uh, the publication version is the most updated out there. I'm actually going to be updating again. Um, so by the time you hear this, uh, the new version is going to be up there, updated like, you know, August 1st. So um, check it out because it's awesome. Um, uh, before we get moving, so Brad, you and I, we talked a little bit about Michael Thomas last week and we talked a little bit about injuries. Um, quickly, right after I think I submitted the podcast, um, AJ Green went down, and he's going to be down for multiple weeks with a with torn ligaments in the foot or something or ankle, and there's no real discussion on how bad that injury is. Like it, it, it still seems a little under wraps to me. They say he's going to be, miss multiple games, and I think the press out there makes you want to believe it's like one to two games, but I bet you this is like four to six games he's going to be out by the time he gets back and, and rehabs. But did you hear about that? Uh, no, I didn't. What makes you think it's going to be longer? I'm curious. Just because of the way that they're leaking the news out. Um, it yeah. has a very like Patriot-like. You remember like when Edelman, I think he like tore his ACL or something, and everybody in the world knew he tore his ACL, and they kept like leaving him like on the active roster and just in, you know deactivating. Like he's going to come back for the Super Bowl or something. Um, it just has that vibe and that feel to it. And when he went down, they said, uh, it's not going to be bad. And then they came out and they said, oh, you know, just kidding. He, he might miss a game or two. Uh, this is AJ Green. He misses a lot of games. You know, he's yeah, very talented. He misses a lot of games. He's on the wrong yeah. side of thirty now. Um, yeah. As a thirty-seven-year-old, believe me, I I remember well my twenty-year-old body. And um, basically, I turned like twenty-seven, and then I just turned into a sack of potatoes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it happens even, even to professional athletes. So I, I think he'll be back at some point, um, but I'm dropping him in my fantasy football rankings and I'm moving some other, I, I actually think that, uh, for Cincinnati, since we already talked about the North from a fantasy point of view, what I think is going to happen, I don't, I don't think Boyd, because we saw last year when AJ Green went down, Boyd was a little bit of a different receiver. I don't think he's going to step up. And I think the, the fantasy world is assuming Boyd is just going to step up. I don't think that's the case. 
I don't think Boyd is like Smith Schuster uh, was or or will be in, in Pittsburgh. I think they're a little bit of a different player. But what I do think will happen is I think Mixon, who I already thought would be more involved in this offense, will get even more involved um, in the passing game. I think Gio Bernard now probably moves up a little bit. I think he'll be a little bit more involved in the passing game, assuming he keeps his roster spot. Uh, and I think Tyler Eifert for the uh, three quarters that he'll play the season before he gets hurt. I think he'll yeah. also. Yeah, taking upticks. So there's my there's my uh, early reaction before we start to actually see preseason games. See if I'm wrong about Boyd. We'll see. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I just uh, am going by what I saw last year on film. So we'll see where that goes. But um, Michael Thomas, I was happy to see that the Saints just took care of business and got him in there. Five years, hundred million, sixty one of which is guaranteed. So he didn't get like the. I mean, it's a massive number. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like he got like eighty million guaranteed. Um, uh, you know, I'd say as a non-quarterback, that's just about as good as anybody could do. Good for him. Good for him. And as we were talking about last week, man, he's a big part of this um, this offense. Like, Breeze is awesome, don't get me wrong. And I think the, the Saints would make the playoffs even without Thomas. But Thomas makes them it, – it's almost like you remember the Eagles when they got Terrell Owens uh, back in the day. Like, the Eagles were yep. always pretty good. They get Terrell Owens, and they were like, okay, this is the team in the NFC. I feel like th- that's the kind of player – the kind of impact Michael Thomas because he's so good he can take your good playoff team into definite Super Bowl contender status so um yeah man I think that uh I think that was a good signing and I'm glad for that um that happened today I believe that news dropped today yes um today meaning um was today Wednesday Brad yeah Wednesday 31st correct yep so um yeah I saw that while I was at the gym running and uh trying to you know get this heavy sack of potatoes off you know what I found out Brad too just complaining about my weight a little more is I look in the mirror I'm like okay you know things aren't too bad things aren't too bad well my wife took a picture of me um where I'm like sitting and she basically so it's, it's like my back and I'm carrying about 800 pounds in my love handles which I can't even see when I'm looking at myself in the mirror. And I'm just like, yeah. who is that? Who is that guy back yeah, there? And that's just the, the fatty deposits where the men hold it. That's how it goes. It never used to be that way with me. Or maybe I just never let myself uh, have so many margaritas and chimichangas. But uh, Yeah, you got to watch out for those calorie bombs, man. You want to take in 3,500 calories in one, one sitting, <laughs> have some chimichangas and three margaritas. There you are. <laughs> I have no problem. Whatever. uh, There's no problem with that, Sean, and for all the other listeners. All right. So the problem is, is when you drink booze, that is a poison. All right. You with me? Mm -hmm. So what your body does is first and foremost, it tries to get rid of that poison before it does anything else. And that is why if you drink and you eat all at once, all the food is just going to be stored. It's not going to be worked on. So that's the number one combination for weight gain. That is the recipe, my friend. Yeah, I know, I know. So, like, that's another thing is I'm, I'm literally, I've, we, I've talked about it before, but I'm limiting myself to one night a week of, uh, of booze drinking. Yeah, man. Not that you can't ever do it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, sure. all things in moderation, right? And um, yeah, yeah. I was at a birthday party this weekend, and I had a lot, and it was uh, Saturday, and um, and it was my one day a week, but I had enough for like three nights. I mean, it was, it was a little stupid. Um, yeah. One of those things where you look, because I was the only person drinking scotch at that party, I look at the bottle of scotch, and there's only like a little bit left in that. I'm just like, oh, gosh, I need to, <laughs> I need to make, a li- again, a little bit of a change. 
Looking for the best sports coverage on the web? Then check out the Dan Patrick Show on Podcast One Sportsnet. Join the sportscaster Monday through Friday as he covers the biggest games all year long with a whole bunch of A-list guests from the world of sports and entertainment. Download new episodes of the Dan Patrick Show every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Summer action continues to heat up in the MLB and the UFC fights are around the corner and there's only two weeks from the NFL preseason, from the NFL preseason, that's right. There was only two weeks away, Brad. I know you're just counting the minutes, counting the seconds. Am I right, buddy? Christmas morning is coming soon. I know, I know. It's so good. Look, there's only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust. It's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code Podcast One for that 50% welcome bonus. In the AL and the MLB, you got the Yankees, Minnesota, Houston, Cleveland starting to heat up. Is Boston going to make a run? We don't know. You got the Dodgers, Cubs, Braves. Things are getting spicy in the MLB. UFC 240 is around the corner and Brad and I are talking about the NFL futures on this episode. You got fantasy football, um, you know, in general, but we're talking heavy in the NFL futures. And betonline.ag has you covered. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code PODCAST1 or text BETNOW, that's B-E-T-N-O-W, to the number 238-669 to receive that 50% welcome bonus. Get in on the MLB action. Get on in, in on UFC 240. Get in on the NFL futures and NFL lines when they start hitting. It's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, hey, man, so let's talk AFC South. Um, as usual, we uh, you know we're, we're talking the lines. We're talking about the over under. Brad and I talk about um, you know how we think um, you know the, the teams are going to do from a gambling perspective. I talk a little bit about the fantasy perspective players, and then we, you know Brad and I just talk about you know who we like, you know who we see emerging and stuff from just a football conversational point of view. So if you're back with us, um, you know you know the drill. Um, if you're new to the show, we don't usually. Uh, open the show with kind of long tangents like we did. That's more of my other show, Functional Sportsaholic. But, you know, Brad's a fitness guy. I'm kind of a fitness guy too. So, you know, shit happens. So <laughs> but let's, uh, Brad, let's talk. Um, so Houston Texans over under the wins. I have a feeling I know where you're going to go with this. And, and everybody, I'm, I'm hitting Brad with this live. He doesn't know the, the numbers yet. Eight wins for the Texans this year. Oh, man, I definitely have to go over I'm sure you thought that was coming, right? Yeah, I, I just, I, so I was watching Heard, you know, I, I haven't watched him too much this week, Colin Coward, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and Brad, Brad, you and I both like him, we watch him and stuff, um, so, you know, it's kind of a common thread on the show, you know, I don't always agree with him, but one of the things I do agree with him on is, you know, the, the football world out there is not really respecting Deshaun Watson, like, he's good. Oh. He's good. Yeah, you know what's, he and he's really good. And you know what's funny is I'm not really respecting him either. I mean, I never put him on the list. He's not in the conversation. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I think it's because he's on the Texans, to be honest. Because, to be honest, who gives a you-know-what about the Texans? Nobody. Yeah, outside of Houston, right? Um, Houston, right. I mean, they're not a story. Nobody gives a rip, dude. It's like – and they're like the other side of the coin of the Cowboys. Everybody cares about the Cowboys, even if you're not a fan. And on the other side of that coin is the lowly Texans. It's like the Lakers to the Clippers or something. Yeah, and um, I got to say, similar this year, to the, I think the Clippers have finally overtaken the Lakers in terms of stability and franchise and, and prospects. Um, yeah, finally is right. Yeah. They're, they're very exciting. Yeah. They, them and the Browns have just instantly turned themselves around. 
Yeah, and it's fun. It's fun. Like it's fun. Yeah, especially and, uh, for the Browns who have been so tortured for so long. Like I'm really happy for the Browns, and I can't. As we talked about on the uh, NFC North preview, I can't wait to watch them. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. And getting back to the Texans, you know what's interesting about them is in their short tenure in the league, they've never been a dumpster fire, right? They've never been, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, they've never been terrible. And they've always they have like a uh, a Ravens feel to me with that defense. They've always been pretty solid, and for some reason nobody gives a rip. And no one talks about them. Yeah, it's I, one, it, it's it's the um, it's funny because the old Houston Oilers used to have this same kind of thing. Is like you know um, I don't think they're as hyped as those old Oilers teams were, but Houston would make the playoffs every year and never get anywhere in the playoffs. Like Earl Campbell, um, Warren Moon's teams, like all those guys, all those um, squads that they had, they were always good and they could never. They, they were the famous um, you know um, thirty-five to three loss against Buffalo. You know that yeah. comeback. Yeah. And um, it, it is, and it's interesting, but what I do think is different about this franchise now is, you know, when you're talking about the Texans specifically, not the Oilers, I agree with you. They've never really been a dumpster fire. You know, um, the guy uh, Kubiak, when he was the head coach there, and Kyle Shanahan, and, you know, their offenses were good, but they had Matt Schaub at quarterback, you know. Um, I remember they had uh, David Carr um, at quarterback for a while, who was serviceable but not great. Deshaun Watson, to me, is a different player. Um and he's done i mean it i mean the guy shredded his acl like six games seven games into his rookie year and last year he was a little rusty and just was incredible with a bad offensive right. line he has some russell wilson in him um not that they're the same type of quarterback I, I don't think they are but just in the in the way of like he can elevate everybody and then you have deandre hopkins um who right. i think fantastic he's so good and we were talking That's about michael tom isn't it I don't know, like, I don't know who my favorite receiver in the league is. I think it's DeAndre Hopkins, 99 on Madden. Uh, so they yeah, agree. Yeah, that's him. And then you got, um, looking at their personnel, their skill personnel here, uh, Will Fuller, who when he and um, Watson are on the field together, which is, um, you know, it doesn't happen often, um, honestly, because both of them um, have been injured, especially Fuller. Fuller's been injury prone. But they, like, they get a touchdown like every game, every other game or something like that. So that's crazy. I think the weakness in the offense is probably tight ends, but they don't need it. And then Lamar Miller is always kind of underrated. I guess we're talking a little bit more about fantasy here. But like I, I, I think that um, Deontay Foreman will get a, a chance, and I say this in my book, I think he'll get every chance to take over the starting job. Because it just always seems like, Brad, it always seems like the Texans are trying to replace Lamar Miller. And I don't know why, because Lamar Miller is good. He's really good. I think he's he's underrated, too. I mean, what do you think it is for the, for the eight win total? Is it because of the Colts? The Colts are going to be better? I mean, what, what, what do you think is driving that? I Man, mean, it seems low, no? It's, it, it, I was surprised. This is like the one because this is what the fifth division we're talking about. We've already done the East and the North in, in both conferences. And and every week, Brad, you and I have been just being like, oh, man, that's a tough line. Like, across the board, we haven't really seen a ton of value. Um, this is the one value that I see. And I'm looking at their schedule, uh, their regular season schedule. I'm just going to read them off in order to you, okay? Um, they open with Saints. That's brutal. Um, then they mm. have Jags, division game. Then Chargers, brutal. Mm. Um, then Panthers. So mm. they're playing, basically, they're playing the West um, and the South, Wait, wait, wait. Let me. Yeah, that's not a light one. 
That's tough, okay? And then you got the Colts. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to basically, you're going to have the Chargers, the Chiefs, who you and I both are very high on. We'll talk about them in the West. Then you got the Saints, and, and the, the AFC, or the NFC South, which we'll talk about next week, it might be my, f- I don't know, man. Maybe my favorite division, maybe uh, in terms of, like, toughest. Mm. Um, man, this, this the NFL this year, I got to say, I don't know that I've been more more excited for a season in terms of, just the amount of good teams there are. Everybody's good. Like there aren't a lot of stinkers out there. Every game is going to be contested. Yeah, right. And even on the stinkers, such as maybe even the Jets or the Cardinals, there's a new coach and there's a new talent that gives them hope, right? Yeah. Even stinkers have this hope. Maybe Buffalo's the one place. I don't even know what's going on in Buffalo. Maybe it's just them. You know what's funny though, Brad? After because we we recorded our AFC East preview. Um, and both of us, that was one of the other ones, and we were both heavily on the under for Buffalo, and I still am. But I talked to um, um, Dave Mason from Bet Online. Um, I think, I don't know if it was this show or Functional Sportsaholic, but I had him on like later that week, and I was asking if, if you know, heavy, sharp money was coming in on any team, and he said, not really, other than Buffalo. Everybody's betting the over on Buffalo. I said, what? Are you kidding me? Like, sharp money. This is like big Vegas money, you know? Right, um, right. And uh, I don't see it, but that's where the money's going. I don't know. I I still disagree because I think uh, the Jets are going to be better than advertised there. But anyway, um, but we are stalking South. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the Colts. We'll talk about them in just a little bit actually next. Um, they do have a brutal schedule, but, you know, eight wins. I st- oh, man, Brad. They're, so they're... Um, so they have the West. So you have, uh, you know, you also have the Broncos and the uh, the Raiders, and then mm-hmm. you also have basically um, the Falcons and the Bucks, who I think are going to be better. And then they're in conference games. So the ones they don't share, they have to play Baltimore. And who are they playing from the AFC East? Mm-hmm. Let me find that opponent. Where are you, AFC East? Where? Are, why are you so elusive, AFC East? Patriots. <laughs> Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolf, that is a schedule, isn't it? Yes, it is. That is quite the beast. Where is where? I'm, I, again, let me let me start in order because I didn't actually read it. Um, okay, Saints, Jaguars, um, Chargers, Panthers, Falcons, Chiefs. On the road at the Chiefs. On the road at the Colts. Home for the Raiders. On the road against Jaguars. On the road against Baltimore. Home for Colts. Uh, home for Patriots. Can we say that the the home one against the Raiders is probably the only one that they should win convincingly? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's tough, man. All the other ones are up in the air. It's it's painful. But, you know, the guy, how many games in a row did he win last year? Was it like nine or something? Yeah. Yep. I mean, and he's, he's only getting better. That guy is a gamer for sure. Man, that's a tough schedule. Maybe they maybe they'll finish 0 and 16. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm still in the over. I'm still in the over. I believe in Watson. You know what? I think you pinpointed it, man. That's probably the reason for the uh, the eight wins. There you go. But yeah, uh, good job. Yeah, yeah, good job. You were the one who brought it up. So yeah, that's why you're really fishing for me to compliment you, aren't you? Uh, basically, yeah. That's Every time life. I tell someone they look good, all I want to hear is them say it in return. That's the only reason I do that. <laughs> well, the whole sure. re- the whole reason I was telling you that I have to lose weight was just to hear that you tell me that I didn't have to lose weight, and I never got uh, that. Exactly. By the way, 
Oh, trust me, I get it. <laughs> okay. Well, next yeah. team on the list here, um, similar schedule, by the way, um, because they're in the same division here, but um, it's the Colts over under 10 wins for the Colts. I see. I think that's a little bit high. I do. I think uh, if I had to put money on it, I would say the under on that one. What about you, buddy? Given that I just went through that brutal schedule for the AFC South this year, I would agree with you. I think they're I think they're a ten and six team. I think that uh, Houston is a nine and seven, ten and six team. Um, yeah. So I, for me, that's that's one that's right on the line for me. Um, if I had to go one way before recording the show, honestly, I probably if you had to pick me, I probably would have leaned towards the over. But again, that schedule is brutal. So the Colts open on the road against the Chargers, but the Chargers never really open the season well, so that could be a nice early win for the Colts. Um, on the yeah, road against Tennessee. Sean, you know what surprises me is the fact that we've gone over so many of these teams now, and like teams that I would assume are much better are only getting like nine wins. I know. I mean, I, I can't name any offhand. Maybe one was Minnesota or something like that, but there was a handful of them, and it was like, okay, over under nine, over under ten. And they're giving the Colts 10 just like that? What is that? Well, I think they uh, believe in – well, the Colts, by the way, they're, um, they've are they added uh, Justin Houston in the offseason. Their offensive line is great. Luck um, yeah. played all 16 games last year. When Marlon Mack played last year, they were a force, um, and they went on a, a streak as well. I remember, I remember you and me talking about how the AFC South, the Texans, and, and the – and the uh, Colts, they were just both just on crazy streaks going into the playoffs. Um, look, so, I like Andrew Luck. I really do. And I, I do believe in him. So and I guess my point is it's like all these other teams that have proven themselves to be good and have a lot of opportunity, I don't think the Colts have yet. They're the ones that get the 10 win. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I also think that their team is the type of team that's built for sustainability. And the the, the, the big difference um, between, I think, the Colts and the Texans is I think the Colts got a little bit stronger in the offseason on defense, whereas I think maybe the Texans might have gotten just a little weaker. And then the Colts yeah. have a fortified offensive line and the Texans don't. So... Um, to me, like I said, I, th- I think the, the, that the line at 10 is reasonable, but I think where it missed was I, I feel like the Texans should have been at nine wins. Um, but there you yes. go. Right, right. You know what? I would agree with you for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a one win differential for me if I were you know if I were in charge of making the odds. Um, but you know, from a fantasy point of view, I like Luck. I know he's out with a calf strain at this point, and he's gonna, he's going to be held out of the first preseason game. Look, if this was last season, him coming off that shoulder and him coming back, I'd be a little bit more concerned. I'm not concerned about the calf strain. Um, you know, I saw it all, all over ESPN this morning. I'm not interested, like, or uh, concerned about it at all. Uh, it's not affecting my fantasy rankings. I love him. Uh, Marlon Mack, I'm, I'm a lot higher on than other people. His average draft position is actually pretty low. I like him because, like I said, um, when he came into the lineup last uh, season, um, he was basically the primary ball carrier, and he was more of a three-down back. I know um, Hines is there to, to get some yeah. receptions out of the backfield, but Mack is is a strong running back, and he's he's a guy I really like in my, uh, you know, in my rankings. T.Y. Hilton, I think, is going to have a huge year, Brad. What do you think? Uh, always, man. He's one of my favorite players. I don't know what it is about him, but, I mean, he always just seems so happy to catch the ball. Yeah. He's always, you know, every time – it's funny because I never watch the Colts, right? But every time there's a game break, it's T.Y. Hilton catching one for 75 yards, you know? I mean, the guy is just phenomenal. 
He is, and I don't think what I like about Ty is there doesn't seem to be a cornerback that can really shut him down. Like he's successful against different coverages and everything. It's it's hard to to limit him. But here's another um, interesting kind of nugget for the off season, Brad. Um, you know, maybe something some of that 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 stretch between them and, and the Texans is the. Um, this is a, an underrated move, and I have it outlined and, and talked about Ignazium in my book. But uh, the addition of Devin Funches coming over from Carolina as a big target to basically draw tar- – not targets, but draw coverage away from T.Y. Hilton. And he's another red zone target. Um, I think that actually strengthens Hilton because I think he'll get more over-the-top type throws. And I like Funches. Like, look, he wasn't that productive in Carolina, but he was pretty productive. And that's a good thing in that scheme. Like, I think he's a pretty good receiver. I think he'll be nice there. And then they drafted another guy by the name of Paris Campbell, who I like quite a bit too. So I think the receiving core – like, I just think that this Colts team and this organization they're putting together, I think they're drafting well and they're they're adding pieces that make sense sense for the scheme and then on top of that brad you have uh ebron and you have doyle there at tight ends like there's not really a weakness on this entire offense and their defense isn't bad right 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 and uh you know we always hype up luck so i mean he could have a really tremendous year yeah absolutely and he could, uh, he could have like you know not that it, a breakout would be the incorrect term but he could have like a uh you know, just one of those defining years where we all say from this point forward, it's Rodgers, Brady, um, Breeze, and Andrew Luck. Emma Holmes. Emma Holmes, correct. Yep. But you know what I'm saying. He'd, I do. He'd be, he'd be in that narrative, in that in that grouping. That lexicon. Yeah, huh? Um, yeah, I think that um, I think I have him projected at like forty touch. I haven't looked at my projections for him, but I think he'll get forty this year, uh, and that's a huge year. That's a huge year. Yeah, I, I would put money on him getting forty for sure. Yeah, and on top of that, remember I was talking about Max. So that's how what I think of this offense. I don't think like it's like a, it's just going to be luck thrown for a bunch of touchdown passes, and, and there's not going to be any rushing touchdowns. It's it. I think Mac will get touchdowns, and I think Luck will. I think this is going to be a very good offense. Not quite as good as Kansas City's. I'm still bullish mm-hmm. on now that we have Tyreek Hill back there, but again. And we'll talk about that in a few weeks here with the uh, AFC West. All right, moving on, Brad. We have uh, Jacksonville over under seven and a half wins. Mm, mm, mm. You know, why don't you offer your input first? I always, I always go in first. Why don't <sighs> I acquiesce to you? I'm tough, man. I'm, I, this is a tough one for me. Um, I like the addition of Foles. So here's my thought, right? Foles, um, this defense, this defense is still good. They're still talented. But they were on the field forever last year because they couldn't get a damn first down. So Foles, even just taking like from a quarterback point of view, even if he can just extend two or three drives a game more than Bortles did, that gives that defense yeah. more rest. I think Jacksonville's defense is going to rebound um, and be more like the, the defense that we saw two years ago in 2017. I think that Foles, however, um, is not necessarily going to be the answer. I like him, um, but I still think he's going to throw interceptions. He's been a quarterback that historically has thrown interceptions, ex- except for the Super Bowl, <laughs> you know, that he won. Um, I think that, uh, look, I think that this is a, an improved team. But I think they're probably a seven and nine team just because I like Houston and Indianapolis that much, and I yes. think they're I, I think they're going to be a tough out every week. I love Fournette, um, but I have real questions about the wide receiver core: Westbrook, uh, Marquise Lee. I think they have Chris Conley now. Um, 
I'm forgetting Keelan Cole they have. I have, you know, from a fantasy and from an NFL perspective, I just don't think that's getting it done. I like Fournette, um, and they they added Alfred Blue as kind of a backup running back, but eh, you know, eh, that's how I'm at. What do you think? Yeah, you know, the question is, Sean, is how good is that defense still? I mean, is that defense, you know, uh, close to what it was two seasons ago, or is it just something new entirely? Is it a different unit? I mean, what do you think? I think that, well, I think Jacksonville, so they were, we talked um, coming into last season, they were a defense that was on the verge of being iconic, right? Right. And they took a step back last year, I think, because they spent too much time on the field. Um they have to be an iconic defense for this team to compete, and I just don't think they can do it. I don't. I think maybe they're a year away, two years away from being back there. And Fournette has also had a little bit of the injury bug during the season, and you know Fournette is a very, very important piece. I mean, he's a workhorse running back for them, so he needs to be healthy. Um, if he goes out, it's Nick Foles thrown to D.D. Westbrook. You know, I just don't see it. I just don't see it, and I don't think I think Jacksonville is going to be a really great defense this year. I think they'll be a top five defense, but I don't see them as iconic like the Bears last year is like boom, you know. Jacksonville yeah. two years ago is like holy crap, you know. Where did this come from? I don't think Jacksonville can be at that level because that's a hard level to get back to. Yeah, for sure, and it's hard to retain, right? It's, it's, and yeah. it's, even if you have the same personnel, well, everybody's two years older. Um, and so there's no guarantee that they're going to be just as good. Chances are they're not going to be as good. So uh, I'll take the under on that as well, buddy. Even though I love you, Nick Foles, I love you, buddy. I'm sorry. You landed yourself in the wrong spot. Yeah. Um, so lastly, we have the Tennessee Titans over under Brad, seven and a half wins. Oh, my God. Do we even have to talk about it? If there's one team I, I, I'd rather just go away and die, it's the Titans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Buddy, what are they doing over there? Who's throwing the ball for them this year? Uh, Marcus Mariota. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's like the cousin that you see once a year on Thanksgiving or something, and you just like kind of have to have a conversation with him because you're eating turkey. It's like, <laughs> you know? Do I have to do this? Oh, boy. Who else do they got on that team? Uh, Ryan Tannehill is the backup quarterback. I think he'll be the starter. God. He'll be the starter by the end of the year. He's got to be to me. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's go with under. Yeah. Who do they got, do they got coaching that shot? Uh, Vrabel's still coaching, but they have a new offensive system. I think it's Mariota's fifth offensive system in five years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's, that's a problem, man. They don't help their own cause. You can't yeah. be doing that to young guys, correct? No, you can't. Um, but, you know, still, Mariota is what Mariota is. Like, I, I, I'm sorry if... if what was it like 11 touchdowns 13 interceptions or hold on i actually have it here was it uh-huh. uh 11 touchdowns and uh, i missed it i lost it come on come on well you said it all right there 11 touchdowns it's yeah, good enough it's less than one a game yeah i mean come on man in today's day and age now i will say this i don't care who it is but if you have five different systems in six years that's not going to help anybody okay um but 11 touchdowns is it's abhorrent. You know, that's like a quarter. That's like three weeks worth for Brady, for Breeze, you know? Mm-hmm. Two weeks for Mahomes. And it's two weeks for Mahomes. Um, I don't have any faith in them. I don't think there's good things going on over there. I never hear about big free agents. Unless I'm missing one, uh, I'm going to have to go under. I think they're the ones that are going to take the, the, the brunt of the 
the interdivision losses. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree with you. And I don't think like I don't think they're an easy out. But Mariota quarterback doesn't inspire any confidence in me. Um, and by the way, it's eleven touchdowns in eight games last season. Um, you know they have Derrick Henry, who like he went off on a couple of games late in the season, so I think he's getting a little bit more hype than he probably should get. We'll see what happens, but it is a new offensive system, everybody. Like it's not going to just be you know them running Derrick Henry a bunch of times. They have Deion Lewis, who I like, um, is kind of a second option. We'll see how often he's used. I actually like their receivers: um, Corey Davis, AJ Brown, who's a rookie; Adam Humphreys. I like them, and Delaney Walker, who's coming back from injury. I like those guys, but again, you have Mariota thrown to him. I remember. Um, rooting for the Redskins and Jason Campbell had five offensive systems in five years and it was just like hey it's it's Jason Campbell he's not gonna win you games and you know I already got hit because I put a, a YouTube video up about uh, Mariota and I said look he is what he is at this stage in his career and I got nailed for it and a lot of dislikes probably for all from Titans fans and Mariota fans well, sure. he, I mean that's the thing he is what he is man I mean he's um he's uh, he's, he's Nick Foles you know what I mean he's uh He's a more likable Vince Young to me. Yeah, right, right. He's nothing special. Is he the worst guy ever? No, but he's the type of guy that's going to need a bunch of talent around him and a lot of good leadership. And his or- his completion percentage is higher, and his interceptions are lower than Vince Young. And um, you know he doesn't rely exclusively. I know he works hard. Like I like I like the guy, but he's just not going to win you games, Tennessee. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, right. I'm not trying right. to throw shade at you, but look, there are teams every year that lose a bunch of games. Like this is a tough league, and this schedule is brutal. Um, yeah, Sean, he is the type of guy. He is is what I'm going to start calling a no man's land quarterback. Right. He's the the type of guy where you say, well, you know, he's the best. He's the best there is. Like, well, if we don't have him, then who who are we going to have? Right. Right. So when these organizations have this mentality, they think, well, you know, maybe we do worse. Well, maybe you do a lot better. So scratch this guy and draft two people, you know, and just see what comes with that. You know, don't if you're if you have one of these guys, don't pay him. Draft a rookie, put a rookie in, or, or a second year, whatever. Pay the rest of your team, and just maybe you get lucky, like a like a Russell Wilson formula. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Like, don't don't pay him anything. Get rid of that guy. Let him go be a backup somewhere. You're just gonna hamstring your franchise, and that's what's gonna happen. Maybe you're gonna win seven games. Well, good for you. Yep, and that is the under. Yeah, that is the under. Yep, so I'll take that. All right, man, I think we could probably tie it up there. Next week we will be talking A, I'm sorry, NFC South. Um, man, I think man, that's a good division. That's going to be a lively conversation, I'm sure. So I like that division. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yep. Um, they're all a lot of fun, man. There's not really a lot of clunkers this year. That is very true. Boy, the, the NFL, like you said earlier, it's really storylines everywhere, talent everywhere, drama. It's uh, So many teams have a chance to do very well. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. All right. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, you know, I know Brad and I uh, recorded a little bit late and uh, we're on week two of, uh, of Microphone Gate. I need to get him a microphone. So we'll, uh, we'll clean that up next week and we will be back talking NFC South. So, hey, everybody out there, go out, make some bets, get paid. <laughs>